everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Deconstructing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am here, and so also is here, is Brett. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> terrible. I'm here, and with me here, as always, is Brett Veers Eitzen, because I... Hello. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you. Also here is a special treat, is Melanie, the wonderful Addington. She's I thought you forgot us. my name for a second. You're no. like, um, Addington. <laughs> no, no. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank yeah. you, Brett. Uh, Melanie is a local film person here in town, and she runs... Can I tell people what you do? Is that okay? No, it's a secret. Okay, <gasps> well, we'll move right along then. Brett's... No. Uh, <laughs> Brett's, got, uh, Brett's got stuff to tell us about the world, because the year is 2019. Captain Marvel released March 8th, 2019. Fun wow. fact. In the US. It was earlier in the UK, but no one cares about them. I'm kidding. <laughs> we Shots love fired. the UK, and I'm always jealous when I see film reviews uh, before I get to see them. So, At the end of our 2019 MCU films, we'll talk about kind of those films the rest of the films in the world. But just for reference, Captain Marvel ranked number five at the worldwide box office, wow. made $1.129 billion. Why did I not just round that up to $1.13 billion? Why did you or why did they? No, me. It, it was me. I typed this in. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. You want to be specific. I guess so. It didn't quite make one point. I, I, it was, I think it's important. It made a lot of money, okay? <laughs> it made potentially more money than movies need to make but look that's neither here nor there the goal posts have been moved because of years like 2019 right <laughs> i don't think you understand how much it makes me frustrated that it's like a movie didn't make a billion dollars so it's a failure oh yeah it's terrible it's horrible super dumb anyways it what did very very well in terms of events things that happened that year i've got like a whole big list how depressed do you guys want to be I mean, it's pre-COVID, so none of it's going to be that bad. <laughs> well, and it all also, right, we're, we're feeling pretty goofy right now, so I think we'll let you know if it gets too deep. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, China lands a probe on the far side of the moon. Dang that's it. pretty exciting. I, I mean, love space. Great. I love space yeah. news. So I was throwing some space news. And look, Captain Marvel partly set in space. Oh, yeah, keeping it relevant. So you know, not relevant. on the moon though. There was okay. the uh, the Venezuelan presidential crisis. Oh, I forgot. About There's that. like a whole, whole six months happened. of just horror, terrible things. Yeah. In in Venezuela, Hungary and Serbia were declared no longer free countries. Hooray for the continued rises <laughs> of authoritarianism. Wow, not joking. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna bring you down. I see. I thought he was gonna be like I don't know. I thought it was gonna be lighter than this. <laughs> <laughs> All Boeing seven three seven Max aircrafts are grounded. After the crash of Flight 302. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Is that the All one? of the I Boeing? Do. Look, we're it, we are based in like an an air city. Like an the air capital, air of, capital the of the world. I don't know why yeah. we have that name. It's because we manufactured it. Because we started most. it. Yeah, but we gave up. It's like <laughs> I mean we didn't give up, but like, yeah. We're like we're like that sports player who retires like four years into their career. Like it's high, like right? Like they were the best of the best at the time, but like they probably could have tried longer. Are we talking about anyone specific? Uh, no. <laughs> Go back to Boeing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, this one's cool. The Event Horizon Telescope takes wait, wait, the wait, first... Wait, wait, wait. Was that Malaysian Airlines that disappeared? No, that was before. Oh, okay. okay. This was the one... <clears throat> I want to say it was over... Oh, this is like the one that crashed. Crashed. Yeah, 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 yeah Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I remember now. Yep. Anyway, continue. Uh, the Event Horizon Telescope takes the first ever photograph of a black hole. Yeah. That was very cool. That was very cool. I like how you really sandwiched the space news in there. I, yeah, I, I just kind of slide yeah. it in every once yeah. in a while. It's very strategic. <laughs> it's absolutely just by, like... What's in order? Yeah. Yeah. This is the order of events this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Notre Dame Cathedral catches fire. Yeah. Right, and it's almost done. I think rebuilt. so. I think it's close. So. Yeah. yeah, it's close. If not done, maybe I know they're definitely having services back in there. Yep. yep. I, I what I remember about that is the fire. heated discussion. Yeah, the fire. <laughs> the heated discussions about like what are we putting our money toward? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yep. That was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. 2019 was also the year of the Hong Kong protests. Right. Also the year that not to trigger anyone, President Donald Trump uh, became the first sitting president to enter North Korea. And meet with their supreme leader. Big, it was a big deal moment. Whether yeah. interpret it however you want, it was a big deal moment. As far as we know. As far as <laughs> it, well, yeah. we have no idea. <laughs> no one, no one said anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is all still pre-COVID. Yeah, this is like, all pre-COVID. That's like a moment where you're like, the world can't get any crazier. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, we don't even, we don't even remember all the British Prime Minister drama. Th- Theresa May resigning, Boris Johnson be- getting elected. Right. That was all oh, that was right all before right COVID. Before. Yep. Um, it's like the universe was saying, hey, hey chill out for a little bit. Maybe you are going to stay inside for like six months. <laughs> Record setting ice loss in Greenland. Sad face. Yeah. Uh, Amazon rainforests fires were back in the news. I don't know if they've ever actually stopped, but like it was bad enough again that like back in. they were kind of, I think. Just protect it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It can't be that hard. It, surely not. It wasn't recognized yet, but the outbreak of COVID in China. 2019. 2019. And right at the end, U.S. President Donald Trump impeached. Right? Oh, yeah. No consequences, but impeached. No. Yeah. I also remember when that, what the COVID stuff was happening when we got the first cases of it. And like America was just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> It won't come here. It's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I went to Disney World and then Sundance. Like, it'll be fine. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Around all those people. I don't need any of yeah. this. No, no, no. No, no, no. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. So, yeah. Um, now, for reference, obviously, I do think it's helpful if you've listened to you know previous episodes uh, of this podcast. You kind of know, you get a sense of what was happening while this movie was being made. You know, the events of 2019, they're important to how the audience kind of receives the film, I think. But the events prior to, you know, 20, probably 16 to 18, when the film was being made, those are the things that are really impacting the filmmakers, the storytellers, the actors. But yeah, uh, this, again, this came out in March, so kind of early 2019. But there you go. Now you have a general idea of what happened in 2019 as the rest of these films that we're going to be talking about over the next you know, couple episodes come out. Yeah, uh, Endgame and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yep, Far From Home. Cool. Uh, do you have any production notes for I us? I do have a few production notes. I promise I'll be swift. So this movie was announced in October 2014. Wow. It was planned for a 2018 release date. Brie Larson was cast as Carol Danvers two years later, mid-2016. 
Melanie has a, has a no. Thought. I'm just curious why it took two years to cast your lead. And here, this is this is my next point. May kind of answer that. Finding where the film fit in the MCU ah, led to significant to writing delays. Mm-hmm. Right, sure. so they were doing this thing where they they had a couple writers. They were exploring ideas. They were trying to, I think, cast Captain Marvel. Right, Carol. They cast Brie Larson. Then it's okay. Who do we get to direct it? Um, because even then. It took almost nine months to hire Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck to to direct it, and part of that was they had you know kind of big idea script, but there was I don't know if you've seen the writers list on this movie, but it's kind of insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and like you can just tell that as time went on, they were they kept having to kind of reinvent or figure out how this fits in the MCU, how they're telling her story. And I think as the creatives, Brie Larson, the directors really come in, they're they're putting their vision into the character and into the story. I seem to remember that being a big discussion too, who they cast, because they were really kind of indie directors still at that point. Wasn't mm-hmm. that sort of a huge, they were one of the first huge deals to be, I remember pre-COVID days vaguely still. Yeah, I got lost in space. I'm just staring. <laughs> For those of you listening. Well, and al- along with that, though, with uh, a lot of these movies we've come across, like some of them were like planned in the 90s or even, you know, like the early 2000s and then didn't come to fruition until the teens. Yeah. There was a whole kind of development, even pre-2014. I didn't mention it, but it was Marvel sat down and said, hey, we want a female-led movie. Who's it going to be, right? And so they had, you know, five or six characters that they were really working around. Uh, the two that came to the top, of course, Captain Marvel and uh, Black Widow. Mm. So Black Widow, we'll talk about in not too long from now, actually. Yeah, which is weird to It is weird think to think about. about. Yeah, lots of different writers brought on at all different points. Location shooting began January 2018 with, like, actual production starting in March of that year. I don't know if you guys remember the green black suit leak, the, those photos. Yes. yes. I remember that being one of the first times where not the leaks didn't happen, but it was like a big deal because it wasn't the right colors. Right. Everyone was right. like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. And and I liked what how Faye kind of addressed that, which was like, hey, we're aware we're shooting on location. A, bring back more shooting on location. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But but B, like, that's the risk you take, right, is having these things come out with no context. And he basically said, we believe in the story we're telling and we're not worried about these leaks, yeah. which is great. I think it's interesting in the news not too long ago, Ryan Reynolds talking about the Deadpool 3 leaks and kind of trying to maybe wrap that back, right? Like, the cat's a little bit out of the bag with that. And he's basically, you know, trying to control the narrative. And that's just hard in today's internet age agreed (laughs) (laughs) overall production went pretty smooth lots of different locations from california to georgia they really like georgia they 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 Mm -hmm. shot the louisiana stuff in louisiana yes yeah they're good at that they really do use the south properly so yeah i could bore you for hours with lots of little notes but i don't want to do that i want to start talking about the movie right after trevor tells us about this drink oh yes the drink this is all i'm here for i'm very excited (laughs) which is not the right color so it is it's called the captain marvel and you'll see it on our x or twitter whatever you want to call it it is a combination that i kind of just 
threw all together. I didn't look at the thing. Sorry, so it's probably stupid strong. But it's, spi- it's uh, spiced rum. It's coconut rum. Like, it's supposed to be a blue raspberry vodka, and that's where you get the blue color from. But this is not blue. We had clear blue raspberry <laughs> vodka. And then simple syrup. You're supposed to add raspberry syrup to it as well, but I couldn't find any anywhere. So we just use simple syrup, which is also in the recipe, and then Sprite. So are we ready? Which I'm you ready. Managed, you managed to get Sprite, right? I did. Yep, we <laughs> threw some Sprite in there. And there's ice. Woo-hoo. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, it's so cold. It tastes like a lot. All those things. <laughs> yeah. It tastes yeah. like sugar. <laughs> the back bite is actually good. Oh, good. It just takes Maybe a minute. Maybe it's a little watered down at the top or something. But yeah. It's, it's actually delicious. Like a candy. Yeah. Like it tastes like a hard candy kind yeah, of. Yeah. Or but. like those, um, uh, the frozen, the, the red, white, and blue. Yeah, what like the, uh, the bomb pops. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But, yep. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I wish it was blue. I do. I, it's listen, fine. I do see it. Also, there's supposed to be like sprinkles. And Nobody stuff will on the ever top know, and... other than me saying over and over how it's not blue. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you got the recipe and you're able to try it. And if it's hopefully it tastes just as good to you, Brett. Now that that's over, I have uh, some characters. For oh, you wonderful! And Melanie. A lot of new characters. This Which this film refreshing. does take place in the '90s, so mm-hmm. it did do it. It did the thing where it's like we're gonna set it out kind of outside of the current MCU right. timeline, mm-hmm. right? And I think that was really smart in that they could bring in some, you know, new faces for for certain things and not have to deal with the events of the time. The Avengers are existing, right? And we get you know kind of the first what I consider like a really good de-aged. Yeah. Character. Except for yeah. when he runs. Except he looks like it. a real old man when he runs sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, Trevor. So starting off, we have Brie Larson as Carol Danvers slash Veers slash Captain Marvel. I don't know how you get Veers from V-E-R-S, but maybe it's Cree talk. I don't know. Returning, we have Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. New, we have Ben Mendelsohn, who's... I think is pretty good in this. I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's great in everything. Yeah. He is Talos slash Keller. Jude Law, which was a surprise, as Jan Rog. Jan Rog. Annette Binning, which is another pleasant surprise in this, as the Supreme Intelligence slash Dr. Wendy Lawson. That was, hold on real quick. Oh. That was kind of a fun thing to learn, that she was cast about halfway through filming. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they, had, they were doing all kind of that location-based things that were were not needed for her i think they were they take kind of taking the time to find the right actress mm. for the supreme intelligence and yeah she she came on and did her little bit just kind of right at the end of filming nice good for her get that paycheck <laughs> we have a returning from guardians digimon honsu as korath we have another returning from guardians lee pace as ronin the accuser we have a new character lashana lynch as maria rambo a new uh, with Jim Chan as Min Irva, and then a returning as with Clark Gregg as Agent Phil Coulson. Woohoo! And then the rest of these characters we have are all uh, kind of more tertiary. We have Akira, ex- with the exception of Akira Akbar, who is Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Rune Temte as Bron Char, Alginus Perez Soto as Atlas. We have McKenna Grace as a young Carol. Matthew Mayer as Norix. We're getting to the point now where every single character has a name, whether they have dialogue or not. Or even if they're even like referred to by name. Because this happened last time, too, 
where everybody under the sun had a name, except nobody ever said it. Yeah, it's not like Kree Soldier 3. It's, right. Yeah. It's Norax. Right. Maybe it's, maybe it's part of the process of being on green screen, like, hey, I really need to know the backstory of Kree oh, 48's <laughs> real name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's odd. Did I miss anybody? Yeah, Samuel Jackson. I, no, I did said, you? Oh, I, I was say he returns. Didn't I say I'm he, sorry. He I think I was trying to chew my ice quietly in a corner <laughs> while you were talking. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Jackson is. Yeah, because we mentioned the thing about him running funny. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Well, Melanie, since you are our esteemed guest, would you like to kick us off? Tell us your thoughts on Captain Marvel? On the movie itself on or the movie on the itself. characters? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I rewatched it for this. I went and saw it in theaters. Right? Like for the rewatch, you saw it in theaters? No. <laughs> I saw it on my TV oh, okay. for the rewatch. Uh, but I originally saw it in theaters, so I hadn't seen it on the small screen. And I felt exactly the same rewatching it. Oh, okay. That I like some of it. I love a little bit of it. And some of it feels kind of what you talked about with the production notes. Now pull some of those ideas together. Like it felt like. Several scripts were happening. Yeah. yeah. All the way through. And now I assume I was invited because I have three orange cats at home for this conversation. So obviously I was very excited for one of the main characters. But I I think it was different this time watching it a little bit because of where we are with Israel and pa- Palestine right now. Mm. Because it ties oh. so it just dovetails exactly into that conflict. And yeah. so I sort of rewatched it through that lens more than I did the first time. So that's my main takeaways. Yeah, there's a number of uh, MCU properties that do an interesting job of kind of tiptoeing around this idea of, you know, a, a people displaced, villainized. And I think there's always an interesting point someone is trying to make, right? Whether that's the writer, whether that's director. And yeah, it's, I think this one does better than. Some of the other stuff. Specifically, I'm thinking of the uh, what was the the scroll the secret invasion secret invasion. Oh, secret yeah. invasion. They undid everything they did in this movie. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a great point. And and yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in that when uh, I rewatched it. I was actually this was the first MCU movie I watched with my daughter. Oh, she hasn't seen any of the other ones, and we kind of went through. We, Kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We think it'll be okay. So I definitely watched it more from a girl power and like... Oh, sure. What is she seeing represented here in herself point of view? Plus there's a a little girl her age that's in it and a really strong character. So that must be amazing at that age to see that for the first time. I sure hope so. She said she enjoyed it. Now, she's not a film critic yet. (laughs) I'm I'm getting her there, but... (laughs) Give her a couple more years. That's right. That's yeah. right. Sorry. Other thoughts? No, I kind of the same as you, except I watch it by myself in my living room. So You didn't watch it with Brett's daughter? That's I weird. No, I know. I'm sorry. I, I watched it with my dog, who is a female dog. So oh. I, mean, I mean, how did she experience this movie with a cat as the main? had to pee so much. So I, I don't know. I put her in the bedroom after a while. Like, I'm sick of taking you out. Did you just let her pee on your bed? Oh my gosh! Like, where's the story going? I don't to? know where this is headed, but uh, no, I, no I, I took her outside. I didn't let her pee on me. But I, I, <laughs> I like a lot of what Melanie said. Where it's like, I like. I think there's a lot that's good. Yeah. There's some stuff that I really enjoy that I think is like borderline great. 
Yeah. And then there's a lot that's like, it kind of feels like you were throwing this together on the fly. Right, yeah. And it's, and we've talked about this with, like, Iron Man, right? It was basically being written as it was being shot. Mm-hmm. Mm. That works. But it still flows so it well. It does. Yeah. And, and I know, I know you're constantly working and reworking a film every day you're making it, right? But there are, there are films, there are moments, there are, pieces of film that I think you can look at and say that is obviously like they're just getting by and some of this feels like that I mean I I love the opening and the nod to nostalgia of the 90s especially Mm -hmm. I guess if you weren't that age at that time like it was like exactly what everyone wore it's the blockbuster we all went to like everything about the the mall cop guy like everything (laughs) is like yep that's exactly you got that perfectly yeah Yeah, the whole thing yeah there's also the Stanley cameo at the beginning the cameo is a great one yeah yeah, their smile to each other is just I it's sweet the further away from his death the more i just treasure those seconds like mm. how wonderful that they got that moment yeah know? if i remember right i feel like it was not well received maybe like people felt like it because like why would they smile at each other like that and i'm also looking at this through the lens i so i remember when this came out, came out this is one of the first times like review bombing was a thing oh yeah. because even just her first poster release it was like maybe she should be smiling more it was like the yeah, classic like yeah. oh okay yeah. here come all the angry and from Twitter what i boys. understand yep. i mean i'm sure that i and i didn't look into this so i mean take this with a grain of salt but i'm sure the directors told her and maybe even kevin feige i don't, I don't know but told her this is the most powerful MCU villain. Like, the reason we are making this movie Hero? right now... Huh? Hero? Oh, I said villain. I'm sorry. <laughs> most powerful... I was thinking Thanos. I was thinking uh, uh, because yeah, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. somebody to go against Thanos, and, like, this is I where I was like, Jude Law? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so then we... So then, when she goes and does all these interviews, I remember she kind of had this air... I don't know if cockiness is the right word, but this air of, like... No, I'm playing the strongest superhero in yeah. this in this film franchise, and I remember people not liking that at all. I I loved her responses because I think what they wanted was her to like kind of bend the knee and be like, "I'm just really happy to be part of it and be mm-hmm. a girl in it." Instead, she was like, "Uh, hey, bitches, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at me." And she's perfect for that. She I, is perfect her, for that. I love. I love any time that she got to be she got to be Carol Danvers and that she, and even the chemistry she has with Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. is very very good I think. Yeah, it feels mm-hmm. genuine. And when she has to be the Cree and she it almost feels like she I don't know like what the direction she had for it was or or if it was an acting choice but feels very kind of stonish and like I'm here to do a job and I'm a soldier and like this is the Cree way and I think that that dichotomy comes across but man she's good she's a good pick when when you get to see her really be herself yeah I I think that she was an excellent cast not only for her acting ability clearly but like you said she can embrace that character even in interviews yeah she's not gonna shy away and just say the little you know politically correct answer just to to make everyone happy no she's she's gonna be who she is and i think i agree trevor (laughs) that the least interesting stuff she does is when like at the beginning when she's in this amnesia like amnesia stuff is always so hard right because it's i i don't fault her it's just it's a drop out of a story it kind of is right but like and you don't you you never get your range from your actor in those moments she gets to show her range late in the movie and it's great but 
it is a little wooden at the beginning. And that's just the nature of the story they sure. chose to tell. Yeah. Pretty quickly, we're introduced to the scrolls, and yeah. they're set up as the antagonist. Mm-hmm. We, we only get one named scroll, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, as a, as a film nerd, I, I saw the writing on the wall pretty quick. But at the same time, I do think they do a good job with Ben Mendelsohn. I think Ben Mendelsohn does a great job, but they did a good job in choosing someone who can both play the villain. We're accustomed to seeing him play villains, mm-hmm. but also he has the the range to be emotionally vulnerable in the second and third act. Yeah, he. I think it's so much of his voice, since we don't really see his facial characteristics enough under the makeup, but mm-hmm. he, he has such a genuinely... I don't know, reflective voice that just yeah, and it, like it's almost apologetic sometimes. But then it like, can get very firm. Like yeah. it's so fascinating. I love listening to his take on the character, even in the later show, which ruined everything for me with him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, he's so great. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Well, and ta- we Ben talk- Mendelsohn is great. Right? Yeah. If that was, if there's one takeaway from this, <laughs> that's it. Ben Mendelsohn is great. <laughs> and we we talked last time about Walter Goggins chewing through scenes and i think ben mendelson is just as equally chewing on every scene he's in in this there's a line that he has oh it's when he goes before he goes swinging those jazz hands around yes (laughs) when that like that's the line where like i'm in with him and it's like i because we get it's almost like we get to see the range that we've seen brie larson get to explore now we get to see him explore it that's when he's kind of coming out of the shell like okay well here's really what's going on and yeah i think from then on that that kind of core group of our protagonists they really carry it toward the end yeah yeah and kind of speaking of our kind of protagonists (laughs) maria yeah and you know meeting her and seeing those emotions Mm -hmm. and the the it's not all sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. when someone comes back right. from the dead, right? Like, there's still this weight. The weight doesn't just lift, I guess. Right. And, and there's a sense of burden that she's had to carry even, you know, with her with her, with her, her daughter. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I no, lost my I, track. I, I, th- I think <laughs> I understand where you're going with it because, like, the grief doesn't just resolve. Yeah. Like, okay, now you're back. Like, everything's going to just... Well, snapping right. your fingers is the funniest thing to say. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, but, but it is interesting how she carries that and sort of slowly warms back up to the idea of her being there. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's that sense of like, I mean, are you really going to stay? And so like there's that immediate, do I even, how do I handle this relationship again? It probably helps that Monica's there to be kind of that like... <gasps> Aunt Carol right. excited. Yeah. yeah. She gets to carry that excitement and and then Mon- uh, Maria has the 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 reserved okay, but what does this mean? Sure. And I think they took the hard route in terms of getting that relationship back together. I think it got yeah, agree that Monica being there does get to give us that energy into like okay, this need like this needs to go forward. Mm-hmm. But like I think the easy thing they could have done was just throw them back at ponchos panchos whatever the the bar is oh yeah yeah throw them back in there and have you know have them play arcade again and have brie larson flash a wink and be like oh, yeah like a montage of be- them having fun exactly. yeah, 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 yeah that would have been such a cop-out but yeah. i like that they take they the time it, to yeah. sit in that that uncomfortableness and have that whole scene is just a conversation with them sitting at the table yep. yeah and i think that i think they both kind of came away with they came together and made something good out of something that was i think harder to do no that's great yeah, yeah. agreed agreed 
you know, we haven't talked too much about, other than laughing at how he runs, Samuel L. Jackson and, and so Nick Fury and Agent Coulson, right? right. We kind of get a little bit of an origin story for them, more or less, in, in how they kind of come to their positions in S.H.I.E.L.D. I think Greg Clark's really, really good in the small role that he has. I think he's really underused, though. I do, too. Yeah. yeah. But also, is it because... We know where Coulson goes in the Maybe. trajectory. But like we were talking earlier, we kind of had this revelation after we finished phase one that Clark Gregg is like in every single one of those original movies. Yeah, he like, really yeah. is More sort of Nick- an anchor of yeah. the mm-hmm. stories. And yeah. so I remember when this came out and even rewatching it, I'm like, he's maybe on screen for five minutes. There's got to be something minutes? that got cut. It feels like he was supposed to be in another yeah. scene or something. Yeah, and the part that we do, I think part one of the times we get to see him the most is when he's a scroll in the car, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, that, that did always feel weird at the end where he's just kind of like, everything's fine. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait, okay, cool. But, Thanks for being in this movie for 30 seconds. Yeah, it, it, it definitely would have been nice to have him join the ensemble, right? Like, have him come along. It may have, I think it may have felt too full, like there's yeah. already a lot of screen sharing that's happening. Yeah. In the in the third act, we gotta make time for Goose. Gotta make time for Goose. We haven't talked about. Can Goose. we talk Melanie, about Goose? We'll talk about yeah. Goose. Which I did find out he is all CGI. There's no reference cat. There yeah. No, so yeah. they had a. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. All of it is CGI. Yeah, there's not a, even. It's a completely rendered cat. This is gonna this is gonna break your heart. Yeah. Let's just do it. Brie Larson <laughs> is extremely allergic to cats. Oh, seriously? So they had a fake one, you know, made for reference. Oh, that's But it's not like animatronic or anything. It was just like a wow. little realistic plush. Okay, cat. well, let's start this podcast over because now I hate Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it took. <laughs> no, nobody can control their allergies. Some of us just take Benadryl every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, goose is goose is fun. I think there's a few scenes where he looks a little a little goofy. Yeah, yeah. that definitely doesn't hold up as much. No, but he's still cute and and gives such good context to you know Samuel L. Jackson's full origin story, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Yeah. yeah, and they really do. I they, I say they really do, but they I noticed this time there is a a hint at the eye during the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch it the first time, and yeah, I, did I didn't this time. either. I don't yeah. even remember what it is now, but some uh, something like I think he, he asked about his eye, but it's like way before any of the scenes happen. Yeah. There's something that was like, oh, or they see where we're going with. Oh this. no, doesn't he? Oh no, that's at the end when they say, did they did they really poison your eye or or something? Yeah, like no, that? no, no. But, but in the beginning, yeah. When his eyes are just normal, and there's some reference, and there's now, oh my gosh, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. But then we just get a cat scratch, <laughs> cat scratch fever, no, a flurkin scratch, oh, sir. Flurkin, yeah, the very flurkin. the highly dangerous. I did flurkin. enjoy like Ben Mendelsohn's reaction to any time the cat goose was. <laughs> what around. is that? <laughs> the little scanner, <laughs> like the humans are like not dangerous, and then it's like extremely dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But also, if you live with orange cats, they really are just that dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cats are... I, cats in general can be dangerous. Orange cats, Oof. I've never touched them because... Yeah, they're terrifying. The stories. Yeah. They haunt me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, upon the first watch of this, I remember not enjoying the Florkins so much. It just felt like kind of a cop-out. To what, the tentacle stuff. That, that's really what it is. It's, it's eating everybody... 
it felt a little too like Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy to me. Mm. But upon rewatch, actually after seeing the Marvels and seeing that whole oh, thing, yeah, 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 yeah. this I, this being a little bit more tame, I was like, okay, this is <laughs> nearly as, as rough as I remember it being. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. I I would that part still amused me. Like the first time, like when I walked away from the movie when I left the theater, I was like, that was a good popcorn movie, and I yeah. felt exactly mm-hmm. the same this time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the the third act really does, while I think it's unique in many facets for an MCU kind of finale, Mm -hmm. it it really does still kind of feel like this is our MCU blockbuster third act. Right, yeah. Um, I I was thrilled. I really do enjoy kind of the conversation, the back and forth that Carol has with the Supreme Intelligence, her... Finding that With power that within herself. Nirvana track playing. <laughs> I love this leather jacket. <laughs> but I also love that concept that everyone sees what they want. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. Yep. Yeah. And I like that in this. I know we talked earlier the amnesia is a little bit of a cop out, which I do agree with. But I like in this factor in it of she's like, you're supposed to be the person that I most admire. And I don't even like I don't even know who you are. are. And yeah. her response yeah. is also good. Of Well, maybe this is a mercy. You know, maybe yeah. this mm. is just, it's sparing you from a greater pain or whatever. That's all very manipulative. And I like it. Mm-hmm. Not the manipulation part. I like how well it's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Don't it's, manipulate your friends, people. <laughs> it's good for the villain. She's being That's gaslit. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to being a woman. <laughs> Speaking of that. There, <laughs> wow. I know, I know. There's a... I, there are a couple really subtle things in this that I that I like. One of them is when she lands in the blockbuster. Yeah. The head she blows off is Pierce Brosnan's James Bond. Yes. Who is a no, notorious womanizer. I mean, the James Bond character. Notorious womanizer. Yeah, not Pierce and- Brosnan, supposedly. Oh, Oh, wait. Sure. Would you like to ruin Pierce Brosnan for me as well? <laughs> Let's just finish this off. <laughs> what? But I thought it was Schwarzenegger from True Lies. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was Pierce Brosnan from a, like, Golden Eye or something. Internet fact check us. Yeah. Whoever it is, it looks like it, there's like a woman on his side. Absolutely. And it looks like a Absolutely. Man, you know. It's a dude in the yeah. 90s. <laughs> and, I think, and I think that's very like, I mean, I, that's a subtle thing. Yeah. And I, I think that's good. And then later. So subtle we can't remember. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then later, you know, they, there's some lines in there. Like one of the guys says, hey, give us a smile or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Just, real icky and the you know why it's called a cockpit right and it's just stupid gross get it out of but i like her response to all of that and especially i think it culminates in the end when she fights and jude law is like prove to yourself that you can just blast it out away (laughs) yeah it's great it's my favorite yeah and i don't even think she needs to say the 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 what uh i don't have to prove anything to you yeah however there are little kids, little girls watching that need this. to hear it. That need to yeah. hear that. They're yeah. not going to pick up that subtlety necessarily. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I, I really liked that stuff in this, and I think it's really crappy that this movie got as much flack as it did when it came out. Because this, I, I personally think this is a really empowering movie for young women to watch. And I think it's one of the stronger of the female-led Marvel anything. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> feminism yeah, solved. We're, we're agree with you there? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, um, actually. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Let me mansplain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we really haven't talked much about Jude Law. I think it's interesting. One of the things I found in my kind of 
production note hunting scraping together was that they really in writing this they they didn't want carol danvers as a character to to be defined by the villain which is why you have kind of the the big bad is like this ambiguous supreme intelligence and then you have maybe the scrolls you know maybe the cia a little bit like the the u.s government bad and then like definitely the kree by the end but they don't start out as the villains right and Except for that part where they all ye- roar into the sky and turn back into their scroll forms. And I was like, oh, what, the are, scrolls. You, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In case you missed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> One of those where we got to show that they're the bad guys right. for yeah. now. But I do think it's interesting that we can talk this long and not really talk about the main antagonistic force against carol which is jude law right like he's set up as such at least now there's there is i guess most of the first and second act they do act like the scrolls are the bad guys yeah and then it's suit it turns on its head pretty quickly oh actually it's the the creep but i (laughs) what i think what i appreciate about it you, you mentioned gaslighting earlier and like that is kind of the the Kree's thing. Sure. I just think it was done well. I that's my perspective. I just I, I could, it, could it have been done better? I, what what are you, what are your thoughts? It's weird that it's Jude Law. Okay, fair. I I don't know how to explain that. He's perfectly fine in it, but it's yeah. like it's Jude Law, and like I don't know if it needed to be somebody so recognizable for that role. He's a little too much of a handsome boy. He's too handsome, obviously, but two. Also, because he it's it's exactly the same as uh, if you haven't seen it yet. Sorry, but like in Thanksgiving, like they cast somebody too famous, so mm-hmm. it's obvious who the bad guy is immediately. Gotcha, gotcha, it was exactly gotcha. the same for me. It was like, oh, okay, so he's gonna be the bad guy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. I've because the other film I've watched semi recently with Jude Law in it specifically is the Peter Pan and Wendy. Oh, and it's like he's Captain Hook. I just watched The Holiday, so very different Jude Law interpretation, but yes. But He's got range. <laughs> I guess, like, Hook is a is a major villain. Sure. But this was, like, a straight-to-Disney+, Plus, not super well-received film. Is maybe Jude Law's not as... Jude Law, do you hot help? as he used to be in terms of like he's got he's not his name's not Chris I think that's the problem I think women just refuse to accept him as a bad guy we're like no, okay thank you oh okay <laughs> that's Jude Law okay yeah but no I think I think I get what what we're, you guys are talking about here like and also I think it helps that obviously they were trying to throw some Easter eggs in there by having villains that we see in future properties in this sure sure and I think Jude Law having that that name. And the face to carry helps us believe the the danger that the group brings. That the Cree, yeah, right. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's very loose. Still, I don't think that that's enough to have warranted. You know, have paying him however much they paid him to do this role. Five dollars. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> well, and we've also we've also through doing this have found, and I don't know if you found anything, Brett. A lot of these bigger name like name actors are like, oh yeah, I read these comics as a kid. I would love right. to be. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why Jude Law would be like, I want to be Joe Schmo Yawn Poopyhead and be <laughs> in this role, you know. So maybe it was just, a, or maybe he's just looking for work and he's just like you said, not as hot as he used to be, and you know. But this is like 2017, 2018, right? Like he's yeah. still. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not on the up and up on Jude Law's career arc. <laughs> So I don't know. I feel this was like... a hypothesis I put forward. 
I mean, this is post Harry Potter, right? Yeah. yeah. This is like, well, around the same time as the holiday ish. That was like 2016, maybe. This is 19. So, like, he wasn't really on the decline. No, right. he wouldn't have been. I mean, yeah, because he. Yeah. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's on the decline now. Just nobody's been working because of the strike. But right. Sure. 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 <laughs> he's got big things coming. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah. No. It, yeah. It. I just think it's interesting in a film where there isn't one clear villain from start to finish. Sure. Like, yeah. who do they surround Carol with as opposing forces? Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that at the end, by the end. I'm I'm quite happy to see Mr. Gaslight Man get <laughs> blasted in the face, despite he's a pretty I'm, good you know, guy. I'm coming around on this because now I'm thinking they're setting it up as a dichotomy. It's like teacher student, he's gonna fall in love with her, blah blah, yeah. blah and that is totally not in the direction. Oh, they that's go. fair. So no, now I'm not. wondering that is coming out when he's doing some rom coms. Maybe yeah. that was the misdirection they were hoping would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, now I like Jude Law. <laughs> changed my mind. We're back. We're to- back on. Yep, we're back in. And, you know, it's funny that you said that, because while we were talking, I was thinking, maybe it would have been better to have them be more side by side, like a lost in the desert kind of thing. But that does get close to the rom-com kind of thing. And yeah, yeah I don't I don't want us to go that way. No, so- no, no. Not, not when you have the relationship building you need to have with her and... Maria, yeah. mm-hmm. her and Nick, even as not obviously romantic yeah. relationship, but right. just kind of figuring out okay, Real trust and yeah, 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 Enough genuine to friendship. Yeah. Give him a pager at the end, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that pager. <laughs> the, the tesseract to get a little more like comic booky, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. The tesseract always is strange to me that that's what's it. Also, just the plot in general, like she's building. The light engine, light speed engine, is that what it is? Light something? Don't look at me. I, I don't uh, remember words. Well, whatever it is. She's building this jet that can get to her ship. In space. In space. In space. And That's also the most, the most 90s thing about this movie is na- that NASA is working with anybody in a collaborative <laughs> capacity. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's a good old day. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but her plan is to get this jet with this light something engine into space to her Cree Imperial ship thing. So they can so they can Star blast. Trek away. Right. <laughs> which which has the majority the, of the scroll or all of the scroll population yeah. currently hanging just hanging out on there. And the nobody can figure is on that there out also somehow. Yeah, I guess so. And so like where does that come into like did they that need is a little more loose. than that? And yeah. yeah. So I I always think the Tesseract being in this is a little weird and I can't but I can't really like put my finger on why. And then Late, it makes me think about when Fury sees it in whatever the is that Avengers I think or maybe one of the Thor movies where he sees it and I'm like you know what this is you've seen this before but I mean they, that hadn't been written yet so like, right. it's a retcon but yeah anyway, classic so, retcon yeah the the plot in this aside from the character driven stuff. I always struggle with a little bit. To well, kind of yeah, that ties back to so many writers and changing scripts. And right. Yeah. The, it, they were incredibly lucky and fortunate to have someone like Brie Larson to carry it. Mm-hmm. Brie, Brie carries this film. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there are little inconsistencies here and there. there. It kind of feels like the script or the film was kind of thrown together day by day. And then you have these real moments of character that she is allowed to just bring us along into, okay, what is this experience that Carol Danvers is going through? I think it, I think it, she is good enough to make me not 
necessarily care about all those other little things. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that, that I know I just ragged on the plot for a little bit. That yeah. black box reveal, I think is really cool. I, yeah. I really mm. like the idea of audio kind of turning into visual. Mm-hmm. And every time it's, I remember thinking this the first time I saw it and thinking it again this time, I remember thinking, well, if she's going to remember all of this, that means everybody has to like, what is happening has to be enough for her to remember and be able to recall these vividly. And I think it really does. No, it's, yeah. You know, because well Jude Law shows up yet again and <laughs> he talks guy. to her and it's very clear and it's very concise. And I'm like, yeah, you would absolutely remember what happened to you after listening to something like this, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. She makes it believable. Also, Nelson Franklin is in this. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. He's the medical examiner. He's just in all the TV shows I like. So, <laughs> want to give note. him a shout out. The yeah. medical examiner who's like behind them when they're like, Looking at the okay. sheet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the guy with the glasses. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll okay. look out. It's our podcast. We'll throw in little tidbits wherever we want. Cool, cool, cool. There's several movies in the blockbuster I wanted to rent. <laughs> I, just because I paused it and zoomed in on what she looks at, which is the right stuff. Yes, so, yes. Uh, I sometimes like we were watching uh, the last one we did Ant Man and the Wasp. They watch them at the end, and it's like a tribute to like big bug movies. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe there'd be something here with this, and I don't know. No, <laughs> I think she just picked up. Yeah. Where did they? Do you think they built that blockbuster? Or do you think they absolutely? Like, <laughs> or did they find that Twitter I, account that was like the last blockbuster? That's been door again. I don't know. Or it could have been the one in Alaska still. That was still open in 2018. Seriously? Yeah, there were two in 2018. Goodness. I mean, my guess would be that they just found an abandoned strip mall somewhere. Because <laughs> and they did destroy it, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. They were like, we're going to blow a hole in your roof. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Don't They're like, which strip mall hasn't paid their water bill in two months? <laughs> Guys, it's all probably a soundstage. <laughs> it's not real. It's all CGI. Just like the cat. <laughs> Um, Do you guys have any more notes on the movie proper? I feel like as not perfect as it is, it's still better than what was to come. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't know. Yeah, it it sits in this weird place, I think, at least when I think in terms of when it was releasing, right? It released after the biggest MCU movie ever. Like, and I don't know how you think, how you not even, my guess is they're not trying to compete with infinity war but it's how do you follow infinity war with something that can be you know stand on its own and i think it actually does a pretty good job in terms of here is this you know massive ensemble movie Mm -hmm. and then here is this it's still big in a sense but it is very much a character driven story about someone regaining their memories and figuring out who they are in the world. Yeah. Um, and it's going to define, you know, in a, in a year, yeah. you know, what's going to happen. But I enjoyed it more than I think I thought I would. I didn't dislike this movie when I saw it in theaters, but I wasn't sure how much I would like it on rewatch. Mm-hmm. And I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. I mean, it, the things I didn't like the first time I still didn't love, but yeah. I didn't hate it now or anything. It hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I did hate? Well, was the central intelligence or supreme intelligence wiggling its way up people onto their bodies? Okay, yeah, that's just creepy. Yeah, I hate it. But no, overall, no, I, I enjoyed this on rewatch. I, yeah, I looking at it a little harder. I think I enjoyed most of it. Just those little plot things, and you know, there's a couple times when like characters show up, and it's like, well, how did you know where they were going to be? Yeah. Right, know? right. And so just, other than those little plot things, no, I I really enjoyed this. Yeah. 
Where does it like stack up for you guys against other MCU movies? Hmm. I mean, I'd say it's maybe in my top 10 oh. towards the bottom. Nice, nice. It's not the worst. What would you say is in like your top, just for like listeners, what would you say is in like your top two or three? What are your favorites? Yeah. Okay. Nobody ever believes me, but it's Howard the Duck is number one. And I will argue <laughs> it all day long. But uh, modern day, I mean, I really do think Iron Man just came out of the gate and really mm. hit it strong. It's always just going to be one of my tops. Um and now I've forgotten all of the other. <laughs> there are some others. Done. Done. <laughs> Done. Then there's some others. And then, <laughs> and then there's Captain Marvel. And then there's like one or two more maybe after that. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, yeah, the other ones. <laughs> that's okay. I, no, I I think that's Iron Man for us started out really strong. Um, it was in our both our first place for a really long time. Yeah. It's and gone down. It has oh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well. Mm. For some of us, more than others. Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, I'm not a hater. Come I know, on now. I know you're not. No, but but yeah, it is. Uh, I think for both of us, it's gone down a little bit more. I think we're both still have it in top ten, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a seven for me. I think mm-hmm. mine's at five, six, maybe something four. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your number one? My, it's controversial. It's okay. It's Age a Ultron. super hot take. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yours? Uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's really a solid film, even just as a film. I really, and if you look at kind of my list, there's a lot of genre, like the ones that try and be a genre film, I have a lot of respect for. Mm. It tries to be something on top of being a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. We both really like Ant-Man, the Mm -hmm. original. Oh, yeah, Um, it's so fun. And also it's Paul Rudd. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's like almost a straight up heist movie. Yeah. The majority of it. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Well, Brent, where do you put uh, whatever uh, this movie is? Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Captain Marvel for me is going to fall right at number 10, actually. Wow. Um, I wow. put it right below Ant-Man. Ant-Man's 9, Captain Marvel 10, Spider-Man Homecoming 11. Hmm. Okay. Mine is at number 12. Okay. So mine is Ant-Man at number 10, mm-hmm. and then First Avenger at 11, Captain Marvel 12, and then Spider-Man Homecoming at 13. Nice. Huh. So that's still that's two weeks in a row that or two episodes in a row that we've had them relatively close, pretty close together. Yeah, yeah. We, we need another uh, divisive one. I think I'm kind of interested mm. because the, I don't know about you, but this is I think like you know the whole purpose of this podcast when we started was to see if like we're suffering from superhero fatigue or oh. not. And in today's, yes. you know, <laughs> Melanie's here. She answered our question. We can stop. It's finally. Done. It's over. <laughs> we don't have to watch any more movies. Oh, thank goodness. Wait, so do you go, are you including the shows? I think we're going to. Yeah. Not the, not the like agents of shield, the old ones. Oh, sure. Sure. But like, Moon but we'll do WandaVision and, yeah, yeah. WandaVision. The, the six yeah. episode ones. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I can't it. watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Four seasons of daredevil or whatever is out there. I, look, I love Daredevil. I mean, I have. I, I'm not going to rewatch it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't have, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> but I think, you know, at least for me, these, and I, I don't know, Brett, you can agree or disagree, as you can with anything that ever comes out of my mouth. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, these, are, they're kind of starting to get a little more middling, even now. Yeah, so like, I've got a, on my little document here, I've got like phase one, phase two, phase three, and I've oh. got like averages and like mm-hmm. out of kind of out of five like what i think they are mm-hmm. and it may be phase three is tough because there's just so there's... many more films in there yeah 
but like it's got it's i think it's got some like some bangers right yeah. like wait, civil wait, wait, wait. civil wars in there black panther doctor strange, strange yeah and infinity war which is like this super unique thing right yeah but it also has like i think thor ragnarok's pretty average i think it's fun it's fun i don't think it's don't get me i can't help you here <laughs> i know i know <laughs> I'm off the Taika train. We all just, we'll just say we'll just say that. I think those are the ones we've been most divisive on. Is the Thor, mm-hmm. the Thor movies? Yeah, yeah. Because you, well, you actually really like the I do. the first cup, well, the first one at least. Yeah, the first yeah, and the third one. Fun. I have them right next to each other. They're yeah. like five and six. Yeah, yeah, like that. Um, and then like Guardians Two is like one of my least favorite MCU films. Really? How do you feel about three? Three's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Such a intense film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But two, two, not so much. So, so I. But the soundtrack's the best one, which is weird to me. Well, but. that's oh, why yeah. I like it better, yeah. is because yeah. I think there's some extra stuff. Not, I, I agree, the movie's not as great as a whole, but, but there's the some music stuff. and stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah. really brings it out for me. Yeah. No, no, the music is great. Gunn does a fantastic job of oh. picking music for his films. It, the guy knows how to make good movies, so. Yeah. No? Do we talk about anything else at the end of this? I can't. <laughs> I know what you, oh, no, we're going to have you, uh, Oh no, Melanie. Well, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's give you a list here. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just do it for this one, and we'll redo it at the end of the year. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you know, twenty nineteen films, and when we think about how oh, this right. kind of stacks up against other films of the year, other superhero movies, superhero films that came out in twenty nineteen: Shazam, X Men: Dark Phoenix, Joker, Avengers: Endgame, Spider Man: Far From Home. Not like Glass, I guess, is technically a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It is um, not superhero, but still kind of blockbuster. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Godzilla King of the Monsters, very underrated movie here, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. Super fun. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the, like, my favorites, which are not any of those, so... <laughs> but we've got, like, Jojo Rabbit, Honey Boy, Parasite, Knives Out, Uncut oh, Gems, yeah, Parasite Ford v. Ferrari, like The Lighthouse, Dark Waters, Richard Jewell, Us. Like, it, 2019 was a yeah. solid year. But not as much for super- superheroes. Not as much for superheroes. It's almost movies. the most average ones came out that year. Yeah. Yeah. Even I like Shazam and I'm like, eh, it's but like, it's, you know, it's average. But I like I like, <laughs> I like it. it. But it's, it's cute. But it's average. Yeah. But yeah. none of them are like stellar. Yeah. So like in the terms of like all those movies or anything, I know you were looking up things a little bit before we sat down. No, I totally forgot to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you, when you kind of hear that, word vomit of films does this is this just a it's good maybe for the mcu but it's it's fine for the year yeah well so i know we were joking earlier but so my job is to watch thousands of films every year and for a film festival and that tends to go more your jojo rabbits than or your parasite which we showed at tallgrass so obviously i lean towards those anyway but i just find that year especially, yeah, it really, I mean, Knives Out, too. Like, oh, man, there was some really good stuff that was not, it's weird that Captain Marvel came out in March, too. Like, mm-hmm. this feels like such a summer film to me. I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love all right. it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's middle of the road. Middle of the road. Trevor, <laughs> sure. what about for you? I think it's same. Yeah. They had uh, a couple ones that I really enjoyed that weren't mentioned the sound of metal came out mm. this year. oh yeah uh so good did you so say joker good. yeah yeah joker once upon a time in hollywood the irishman mm. the gentleman one of those is good <laughs> platform uh, if you're into... i could say some of both of those is okay <laughs> <laughs> hey i like what i like all right Got no it. yeah i think this is the same middle of the road just, yeah fine um, 
yeah, it was it was fun, and I. But I think you know what I loved going to the movies the whole year without the entire world being shut down. That was yes. fun. Last year to do that. <laughs> what yeah. a good time. You know, people still like had a decent amount of like theater etiquette. Yeah. Oh, right. God, that was so nice. So nice. I've actually had a couple really good experiences recently. Yeah, if you go Mondays at one, <laughs> there's no one else there, <laughs> so it's great. Like my theater for Godzilla minus one oh, yeah, was yeah, like yeah. super into it. Yeah, yeah, we had a really good it. crowd too. It was yeah. great. I just sit in the handicapped row now, so there's no one on your side of me. Everyone sits toward the back. Yeah, cram my neck a little bit, but it's worth it. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, you know, I think what. You know, maybe maybe kind of a mid movie for 2019, but we all like it, and yeah. it's about ten in the or you know around rank number ten yeah. in our in our MCU lists. Yeah, but I think Trevor, I think to kind of go back to your point earlier, like it's important to every once in a while take a second and think back. Okay, the point of this podcast, you know, where are we at? I think we are maybe on the decline here. Yeah. Which is funny to say after only three movies, after we, you know, we hit Infinity War, which we both were less hot on than we originally were, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp was kind of the same thing of like, okay, th- like we like this, but like where is this going? Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of the same here. Like, yeah, this is fun, but like, so maybe the formula is becoming a little stale. Maybe. Or maybe it's, you know, we also, I was thinking about this while I was watching this one, we've crammed... 11 years worth of film into 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming up on the year anniversary when we started this. It, and if you don't build that anticipation, I think that's so much of it. it they're fine, but there's yeah. just too much. Yeah. Well, and luckily I, I feel like we have a little, I mean, we don't have a year's worth of buffer zone, but I feel like, I don't know. We watch a movie every two or three weeks and we usually watch maybe a couple mm-hmm. and then record. And then it's another two or three weeks where we're doing that one. So, I mean, I'm never, like, not looking forward to watching these and then doing them, um, but I don't know. I mean, you, you can never you can never recount for, like, what it was to be in the moment until you have a kid and they watch Infinity War and you say, you will suffer as your forefathers <laughs> before you and wait a year for Endgame. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, and, you know, we, we for those uh, maybe new listeners or people that haven't listened to the back catalog, we're only two episodes away from our phase three wrap up, mm-hmm. which it feels like it's been forever since we've done a phase wrap up. And so we'll, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into it. We're going to talk about trilogies and how they match up against yeah. each other. Uh, franchises that have completed, mm-hmm. like at the time, Thor is now, Thor is now completed its full trilogy in this. Ant-Man's now, well, Ant-Man will have completed still phase four, but. Yeah, and there's, about. and there's, I think there will be an interesting conversation around how these kind of individual arcs fit within the greater arc or don't. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I do think allies. that makes, look, I do not envy Kevin Feige and the job he has to do to try and tie all these things together. Hey man, that dude brought it on himself and he's set for life. So <laughs> Absolutely. I just think it's an incredibly difficult job. Like I would imagine like the I just don't know why you wouldn't. It just seems like there was such a good opportunity to say this is it with Endgame and just end it and just end it he, yeah he could just walk away when even, you title it right Endgame. or but, or just i mean you got executives that are like this made how much money yeah oh yeah we're gonna can, make more money can we do that again Figure it out. money please yeah. <laughs> right so yeah yeah so we got some stuff in the works it's still going we're still cooking new mo- well although we're gonna catch up because deadpool 3 is in the mcu proper 
Yep. And that is the only MCU property coming out in 2024. Is it really? It is. So wow. we are going to catch up at least by next December. <laughs> There's well, and we'll probably by that time have an opportunity to talk about the world's reaction to MCU. You know, sure. we've been, but I think it was even in the, within the last two weeks that Iger has kind of come out and talked about, we're not doing sequels just for sequels sake anymore. Like good. <laughs> we're looking at performance. We're looking at what people quote unquote want. And we won't just do something because we set something up, which I think is really interesting. Like that's a, that's a pretty brash change of direction for Disney. But in a year where they have had, and look, I said at the beginning, not a big deal, but then in a year where they have made not, none of their films have made a billion dollars right? Like, and in fact, have lost a ton of money. Like there's, there's a reason to reflect. Yes. It's called Disney plus. (laughs) (laughs) They dug that grave themselves. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, should we have you back on for a streaming conversation? I will do a streaming conversation. (laughs) Fantastic. I have a whole segment of our, it's not a weekly, it's like a once a year thing where I've we, we call it the streaming wars. I've been oh. waiting for you to do this and I don't know what it is and I'm excited. It's the like we t- I, it was, so it's back when Game of Thrones was still happening. Sure, so sure, like sure. we had all of the different streamers as different houses. Oh, in well the Game and now of we Thrones have real world. numbers from Netflix. So like right. that's a whole conversation. Wait, when did that happen? They game. released them 2 days ago? Yeah, just I've been combing through and yeah. all my friends are like releasing my films that actually cuz like you have They're to have a certain well. thresh- yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible. Yeah. Because that's like how they built their service was they didn't... Secret. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And everyone followed suit and all like all the other streamers kind of followed suit with that, right? I think like that was the default and now it's... They're drowning and they realize now we have to play the game. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they had a good run for yeah. stinking almost 20 years or however long. Zaz Laugh can only sell so many movies, <laughs> can only try and can so many films before someone gets... Yeah, so let's do this before March when Hulu, Disney Plus are combining. Yeah, but somehow ESPN, which also okay, (laughs) that's another podcast, but whole other episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think about wraps us up. Yeah, Uh, this was fun. Good. Thank you for the alcohol. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Yeah. Come back and we'll that's all we need to do to get you to come. It's really simple. I'm very easy. In the scary basement. (laughs) Right. Where can people find you if they want to keep up with you? I do not want them to find me. <laughs> don't find, don't look you. for Melanie. Don't, don't track her down. Don't look for her. I'm on every social media platform oh, as Mel Addington or Tallgrass or Tallgrass Film. I was going to say, you don't have to follow uh, <laughs> Melanie. I was, was going to say Ma- Madeline. I was like, that is not right. Wow. You I'm don't... really glad I'm on this and nobody can remember my name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So don't follow Melanie, but I w- what I will what I do want to put a plug for is Tallgrass. Oh yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. I'm boring. Tallgrass is great. It's a phenomenal film festival. And yeah, it's okay. It's great to have it, you know, here local. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't grow up in the Midwest ever thinking, oh, I have access to a film festival, and it turns out I do. Yeah. Yeah. And not only the festival, but the the theater location downtown. Yeah. Is yeah. amazing. Now, and sadly, the only downtown theater. Yeah. Do what? We're now sadly the only downtown theater. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still sad. But I mean, yeah. if there was one to have, <laughs> like, <laughs> Tallgrass isn't bad. Yeah, not bad. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, so go support local. And they and the great thing about it, uh, I'm going to rant for a second because that's what I like to do on this pod. There's a news New York Times article that has, like, movies from the 70s. It was like, what are what's playing in theaters right now? Oh, yeah. And the I like looking at it because it's like, 
every different genre and weirdo movie. Like they're playing everything. That's tall grass, man. Like <laughs> weirdos. If you, mm-hmm. if, well, if you like look at you know Regal or AMC or whatever, it's yeah. like blockbuster, blockbuster. Indie movie. Is it in? No, we didn't get it here. All right. Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Godzilla minus one for some reason. But then if you go get Tallgrass, it's like, oh, we're playing The Apartment this last week, which I'm still kicking myself that I didn't come down sooner to make that. Yeah. And we're doing Dream Scenario because January 7th is Nick Cage's birthday. And guess what? Dream Scenario is not playing anyway, at least in AMC. I don't know if it's playing at Regal. But... Well, and like so, Dick's the Musical only played for four days at AMC. And so now we're bringing it back in January. So you can sing along. Look at that. Heck yeah. It's beautiful. So go check out Tallgrass Film Center in, in Wichita, Kansas. It's it's amazing. And we don't the amazing... show any Marvel movies. I'm sorry. Thank God. <laughs> Good. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody's taking a stand. <laughs> Finally. So, we'll show Batman before it. No, yeah. <laughs> Good. Correct. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for tuning in. It's been wild. You can find us at the places... We're DTMCU pod, some at, so that on X, <laughs> or DTMCU, Brett's places, on places. It's in the description. Check it out. <laughs> I think you should retake that. <laughs> no, that's okay. We're going to leave at this. I'm tired. By the end, it's just what we get. That's right. <laughs> you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. You say that, but then I'm going to go in and post and <laughs> re-edit it. And re-edit it. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, we'll see you all in the new year. We will, for Endgame. Yeah, that's yeah. the next one. And we're going to try to have on the boys The again. boys. Yep, so we'll see how that goes. Sparks will fly. <laughs> Can't wait. Please stop this podcast. <laughs> keep talking. I, I have to walk over and press the stop. So. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. That was fun. Oh. But I kept worrying, like, my eyes. No, I know I'm weird. It's okay. And that's okay. I'm loving it. I'm getting sad. You're getting sad. <laughs> Good lord, Trevor. Wednesday, which is Christmas Day. I will not be back in January. Joke's on you. <laughs> I go to like edit the file and your voice is just gone. <laughs> I am also curious on how Millie is arriving. <laughs> okay. Oh, Millie is Isabel. Okay. <laughs> I'm in airplane mode. I am in focus mode. I'm in no mode. <laughs> I'm in chaos mode, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Let's go. I woke up and chose. In Millie mode. <laughs> I'm in Millie mode. <sighs> you're in a whole different mode now that you're in this chair. Like you got the legs crossed, like the iPad. This what? is this <clears throat> is why. very serious. <laughs> I feel like he should have a smoking jacket. I on. know, right? Hey, don't go. you know now? <laughs> I'm getting relaxed because Trevor's no, you've ruined intimidated. It, Trevor. You have ruined I'm it, Trevor. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a beautiful moment, and I it's know. gone. Um, He's a man of culture. <laughs> so those are my memories. <laughs> hey, thanks for sharing that opinion. Yeah, of course, of course. Anytime. <laughs> we would not have had a good podcast without. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, no, I think. Okay, no, nope, I better not say that. It'll just get edited out. <laughs> We'll I see. mean, he we'll tried to overthrow the U.S. government after, so like, yeah, I'm he sure took well. something away it from well. the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was great. <laughs> Record setting what? Ice, Ice loss. Ice loss. Okay, I Ice thought you were saying loss. that as one word. And uh, no, no, no. Record. <laughs> Please slower space. Setting. Uh huh. Space. Yeah. Ice. Space. Loss. Space. 
in are space. Are you still just trying to get space? Greenland. I was, I was gonna say, are we, like, <laughs> I don't hear much about right a galaxy here. Like, where's the space news? <laughs> Pretty quickly, we're introduced to the Cree. Or, sorry. <laughs> Isn't he also the bad guy in the Harry Potter prequels? We don't talk about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'll, I'll edit that out. It's fine. <laughs> If it was twenty, this movie was being made in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. They would use Cinegenic or true. whatever that rental place there is here in town that we have now. We have a new rental place. Yeah, in Vortex. Oh, yep. I, I've been meaning to go. I don't. It's know, amazing. I don't know things. Sorry. Well, it's incredible. Let's go right now. Let's go. You guys want to go? Yeah, yeah let's I, go. I literally rent every like three days from there. Is it on my way to work? It's, kind of. It's in Toledo. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could hit it up. Yeah. 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 All right. Boom. Vortex souvenir. Perfect. Cinegenic. See Kevin. Deal. <laughs> Boom. Does not pay me tell, at all. Tell him Melanie sent you. Yeah. I'm going to get right. one month free membership. <laughs> not to get too off topic, and you'll probably want to cut this out, but like, it does make me a little concerned about Superman. I'm like, can he make a film that doesn't just have a ton of reference music in it? I'm, I'm sure he can, but he hasn't. The John Williams scene better be in there, or I'm going to riot. <laughs> That's so good, man. It's so good. So I'm 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 a little nervous, but at the same time. I don't know if you guys saw did you guys see platform? No. No. Um, platform? It's good. It's it's uh yeah, we'll talk about it off air, but yeah, so I No, let's just change directions. <laughs> I demand it. Hard uh, turn. It's it's a it's a it's a horror movie, but anyway, oh, okay. yeah. So you get what you get just like on Christmas, you get what you get. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. To everyone. This is releasing Christmas Day, right? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Oh, I'm taking a break. Okay. No, no, it will. No. Well, now that you've said that, now I have to. So no matter yes, what. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. All the other. <laughs> happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. What Winter else gets solstice. So? Yeah. God, there's like 27 of them. Happy Holidays. Robotica. What? What? It's a Futurama joke. Come on. Okay. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about right now, but okay. I, I, what, do you um, think we're professional or something? 